Welcome to Dream School. This is the podcast where the bell rings and the fun begins. In this feature from Anson Radio, the children sit down with the Dream School head teacher and share their vision for the best school ever. And just like the genie in Aladdin, the Dream School head teacher can make anything happen. Jelly and ice cream for lunch? Sorted. PE lessons taught by Lionel Messi? Done. Unicorns in a playground zoo? No problem. In the Dream School, anything is possible. The children will take you through their perfect day from the minute they wake up, through their first lessons, their amazing dreamlike playtimes, who from history is coming back to life to teach them all about the past, what's on the menu at lunchtime, who's going to be teaching the best PE lesson ever, and what clubs look like after school at Dream School. So sit back, relax, and listen to the best school ever. Today I'm here with Poppy. She is our youngest dream school creator so far and works in year two with Miss Harvey. She's a keen performer and spent some time earlier this year dressed as a rabbit in the Chinese New Year Assembly. Hello Poppy. Hello. Welcome to dream school. Um, Do you enjoy school? Yes. What do you enjoy about school? I like how basically most schools don't usually do plays and our school does like a play every single year for each for each class we do do a lot of plays don't we uh, i do love the performing here we've had we had reception on friday doing the bumble bear did you enjoy the bumble bear yes and then we've got greenwich on wednesday um and your chinese new year assembly i was watching that back the other day as i was preparing for the annies um, and you opened the show as a rabbit why were you dressed as a rabbit because a rabbit is a good animal and really because I had to be a teacher and and I had to act like I was late for being a t- to go to the Chinese New Year race. That's right. And so you've, you've crossed over loads of different um, stories all in one there. So you were a teacher of a class teaching them about Chinese New Year. You were a rabbit because it was Chinese New Year and that's one of the 12 animals. And You Were Late, which is a play on Alice in Wonderland and the White Rabbit, who's always late. And and I love the fact that you love performing as well. Um, And performing, does that play a part in your dream school? Are there performances that you're going to be telling us about? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, I think probably, first of all, we need to wake you up. So waking up on a dream school day, um, are we having a uniform for our dream school? Are we not having a uniform? What's no happening? uniform. No uniform. Why no uniform? Because uniform's itchy. <laughs> uniform's itchy. Now what experience have you got of wearing itchy uniforms? I actually haven't had any experience, but my cousin has. So she tells me all about it. And yeah. So she says it's itchy. 
Yeah. What else does she say about uniform that makes you not like it? Mm, nothing. Nothing. You just don't like it. Just don't like it. So what are we going to wear to Dream School? We are going to wear any clothes we like. Any clothes we like. So uh, I can come dressed in uh, shorts, uh, football socks and pyjama tops. Yes. I could come dressed um, like a Teletubby. Yes. I could come dressed in a suit and a tie. Yes. Anything. Anything. Are there anything that we're not allowed to wear? No. So we can literally pick anything? Anything. Okay. Why? Why is why are there no rules? Because if there was rules about what you wear, that would be too strict. So we've not got a strict dream school? No strict dream school. So at, at Anson we have our golden rules, and our golden rules help everybody to... Um, I guess stay happy. So we are kind, we are gentle, we're honest, we look after property. Um, will you have any rules at your dream school? Um, yes, we'll have some rules. What kind of rules do you think we'd have? We will have... when We have basically the same rules as normal. So what, what we're looking to do is to make sure that dream school is fun. Yes. And that everybody can enjoy it. Yes. And everybody is kind at the same time. Yes. Okay, lovely. (laughs) Fair enough. Are there any particular colours that everybody has to wear so they can wear anything at your dream school? Do they have to stick to a colour or can it literally be anything? Literally anything. Literally anything. Okay, I like that. I feel like now I'm ready and dressed, it's time to open the doors to your dream school. English or maths, Poppy? English or maths? Neither. Neither? We're not starting the day with English or maths. What are we starting the day with? I would say guided reading. Guided reading. Okay, so we're we're talking about um, reading because you love reading? Yes, it's quite... It's basically my thing. I don't... I don't love it. It isn't the best thing in the world to me. But it's quite a good thing. It's quite a good thing. Is it because of the stories that we can tell? Yes. So you're, you're a big fan of stories, would you say? Yes, quite a big fan. Okay, what's your favourite story? Or do you have a list of stories? Mm, it's hard to say a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's always hard to say favourites when we've got so many stories that we've read. What about traditional stories? Are you a big fan of like fairy stories, Little Red Riding Hood? I bird? would say I'm usually a fan of... Well, if I could find... Horror Henry books. Yeah. Because I find them quite easy and they're chapter books. So I like how I can read a chapter book, just make it like easy like other books. I like that. I, I think, yeah, Horrid Henry is a really good way of getting into chapter books for the first time as well. So when we're, when we're learning to read, we want to be able to read everything. We want to be able to read the biggest, fattest books in the world. Um, but actually, we have to build up to those sometimes. And Horrid Henry is, is kind of the first time that we see chapters in books. Um, and, of course, Horrid Henry is a lot of fun. Yes. Um, Go on. And I... I think I think my brother Arlo, he is very good at reading. Like, gosh, he can read. He's he's above the highest reading level. He's told me. 
Well, Arlo likes to read all sorts of things as well. And of yeah. course, when Arlo did his podcast, um, he talked a lot about the Greek myths and he likes reading about the Greek myths. Yes, he has quite a few of them. Are there any subjects uh, or topics or things that you like to read about? No, but no. <laughs> now, it's interesting that you like Horrid Henry books and you like to read them because there's obviously lots and lots of Horrid Henry books. When I was growing up, I was a big fan of the Mr. Men and the Little Miss collection. It was only Mr. Men when I was growing up. Have you heard of the Mr. Men? Yes, we have a few at our house. Yes, I, I had the whole collection. I collected all the books and I still have the first book that I ever bought, which was Mr. Strong, and it cost me 15 pence. We we have Mr. Happy and a few of those books, you know how like some are like one, like Mr. Tickle and he goes swimming. Yes. Something like that. We have a few of those. They have a few one, one-off specials, don't they? There's like yeah. Mr. Bump and the Great Knight or something like that when he, yeah. he dressed up as a knight. Um, I was a big fan of them and um, I liked Mr. Strong because he could pick up a whole lake and carry it and then put out a fire. And I like that kind of crazy thinking of, well, actually, if there was a big fire, what would you do? Well, he just picks up a lake. And also the number of eggs he would eat for breakfast, because I do like an egg. I think Mr. Greedy likes eggs too. Mr. Greedy does like eggs. Um, stories, I think, have a real power to stick in your mind as well. I was listening to somebody the other day who was talking about the power of the, the Gruffalo and the Julia Donaldson books and how they help children to learn rhyme and learn story and things like that. Do you know about the Gruffalo and Room I and do, and... Definitely, in year one, our class just kept making mistakes and read one book, <laughs> a Tyrannosaurus strip, and in the end she just got so sick of it, but we kept doing it because we liked it, and it was a Julie, <laughs> and we never stopped from Julie, Julius Donaldson books, because we liked them so much. Do you consider yourself to be a bit of a Matilda? Do you know what I mean by that? Matilda is a character by Roald Dahl who loves books and just loves reading. Do you feel like you're a Matilda or is it more just about the fact you like a story? I just like a story. That's good. You like a story. And do you have the power to move things with your mind? I wish I did. I was just checking, just in case. Okay, well, we're going to start the day with some lovely stories, which I think is a fantastic way to start the day. I like that very much. And then we're going to go out to play. So tell me about playtime at Dream School. You can have anything. It doesn't have to be the, the concrete that we have, or the playground that we have, the, the raised area. It can be anything you like. So what does playtime look at your Dream School? What does it look It like? isn't even in this country. Wow. So we're leaving. Now, now you say it isn't even in this country. Is your Dream School in this country or is it all based somewhere else? Well, our Dream School is based under the sea. Okay, Dream School is based under the sea, I like that. And so where is Playtime? Playtime is on a Greek beach. Nice, a Greek beach. Have you been to a Greek beach? Yes. You have. Can you remember the name of the Greek place no. you went to? No. <laughs> what was special about the Greek beach then? Mostly, I liked it because it, we could see so many different type of fish. When we jumped in, the water was so was really warm and we get we got to see like the berries of um turtle legs wow but we didn't see that to turtle legs so the water was really clear yes was it even blue or was it just crystal clear i think it i think you might have looked at it and you might have thought it was turquoise oh wow or a greeny color wow that sounds 
that sounds beautiful that really does sound beautiful and the beach was it stones or was it sand 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 um so you have a nice sandy beach and then sometimes when you walk into the water it's very shallow so it doesn't go past your knees for a very very long time and sometimes it goes down really quickly and you can be up to your waist in no time was this a shallow beach or was this a very deep i think this might have been like a one which goes like a bit bumpy Oh, and there was also another beach we went to, and I loved it too, because you went up and down, up and down. <laughs> when you think you're about to drown, you just suddenly go up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so shallow bits and then deep bits and shallow bits and deep bits, and you could go out quite a long way, I imagine, then, if yes. you were walking out. And so you saw lots of fish and turtle um, turtle eggs? Well, we, saw the, we didn't see the eggs. We saw where the eggs were buried. Oh, okay. Um, and anything else that you saw there that stuck in your mind? Um... I think it might have been the thousands and thousands and thousands of umbrellas there <laughs> where people were just sitting there. We could barely find sport. We had to go behind them all. So was it um, very warm and very sunny? Well, I think it might have been quite sunny because it's Greece. Oh, well, yes, that's a good point. Um, I suppose for me, I do love a beach as well. The best beach that I've ever been to is a beach on an island in Fiji called Mata Manoa. Um, it's an island that you can walk around in about half an hour um, and to get to the island we flew into Fiji on a plane and then we had to get a helicopter out um, to the island we landed on a little wooden jetty it was a tiny it's not much bigger than the radio station and the helicopter landed on there um, and we stayed there for about a week um, and it was filmed it was the island next door to an island where they made a film called Castaway which is a film where Tom Hanks gets stranded on an island. But it was beautiful. And the thing that I loved the most was, like you, the lovely sandy beach and the crystal clear waters. And they were all very shallow. So you could go snorkelling, which is where you don't really go under the water. You go along the top of the water. Have you done that? I think we basically... I We've done paddleboarding. Yeah. And... My brother done sailing, I haven't, and he tried to do surfing. He stayed on it for quite a long time, actually. Oh, well done. But he never got to stay on it until he got back to the shore. It's quite tricky. Well, snorkelling is the one where you can swim along on the surface and you have a little tube that comes out of your mouth. I think I might have done that, but... I think it might have been in the same Greek beat. Yeah, well, it's a very good thing to do in still water, and it's partly so that you can look under the surface... Um, because you can't breathe underwater for very long so you means you can go over the surface and you can breathe in through the tube and the thing that I loved about the beach in Fiji was you could go over the coral and you could see all of the amazing fish swimming in the coral and some other creatures that were there and, and, and the amazing coral itself but then all of a sudden it would go really deep really quickly and you could see the shadows of sharks way down in the depth but you were up on the top and they couldn't come up to the top because it was too shallow where the coral was. So they were all down in the depths of the water. But it was amazing. But you had this feeling like you were suddenly on a cliff edge, even though you were sort of, you know, less than a metre above the water. It was quite amazing. Um, but a beautiful, beautiful um, coral, an amazing, amazing beach. It was so wonderful um, and very relaxing as well. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do on your beach, apart from maybe some more paddle boarding or maybe some swimming? I think I would probably sandcastles and only if we were allowed at the other beach we weren't allowed i would try and go like really up close to the berries because i i just love the look of 
the, the animals being buried under there and being safe. I love that feeling. Yeah, I think it's it's always nice when um when nature is not disturbed. I think that's the big thing, isn't it? We don't want to disturb nature, and so seeing turtles, you know, laying their eggs and knowing the eggs are under there, we don't want to get near that. We we can look at it, but we don't want to disturb it because then they may not come back and. and bury their next eggs um so yeah i think that's a lovely thing to be able to do and i love the idea of appreciating nature and just saying yep you know what it's wonderful and then leaving it alone it sounds like an amazing break time um i think probably though we need to come out from our beach and come back into class to do some history that's one small step for man one giant leap for mankind i have to tell you now this country is at war so as you know for our history lesson we can bring anybody back to life to be able to teach us about history so who are we bringing back Boudicca Boudicca great choice why Boudicca what do you know about her well she was a war queen and I just love the idea of being a queen and getting to just roam other countries and when not when you can choose well, you can't really choose, but you can fight. <laughs> and um, you can basically, she's basically just so cool how how she, just one tiny thing, well, not, it was actually quite a big thing that happened to her, her husband died. And she just, I mean, she reacted really big and went out herself and like, they just, she just destroyed the Romans. And our... And I think Arlo, I'm not sure, but he never told me, uh, he might be quite happy about that. He doesn't like the Romans. <laughs> he doesn't like the Romans, you're right. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, I love the fact you've chosen somebody so powerful, female, strong figure. Um, she was best known for being a warrior queen for the Iceni people who lived in what is now known as sort of East Anglia. So um, I suppose Essex, Norfolk, that kind of area um, in England. And in 60 to 61 AD, she led the Iceni and other peoples in a revolt against the Romans. And you're absolutely right uh, in the in the battle that she took on and the number of Romans that she killed. Rome Romans had come to Britain and claimed many cities for their own and were basically working their way through the country. And her husband had died and it really gave her this this desire to fight them um, and to say actually this was our land we want the land back Um, her forces killed over 70,000 Romans um, and all of their supporters until eventually she was defeated Um, there is a bronze statue of Boudicca I don't know if you know this and her daughters in London Um, it's on the north side of Westminster Bridge and it's near it faces kind of Big Ben the, the bell Elizabeth Tower Um, and the Palace of Westminster and its location is said to be a reminder to the British people that we must always fight for our independence and our right to freedom. There's kind of another reason I chose Boudicca because I know quite a lot about her mainly because she, our story in Guided Reading, we actually are reading Were They Real? And she's in there I um really beautiful I think it might have been Egypt um queen she, um she was also defeated by the, she was defeated by the Roman and put in prison and there's there's some things that people think were true and other people think were true like some people think that she got killed she killed herself by 
um, combing her hair with poison hidden in her comb. And some people think that she got bitten by a snake. And um, they say she was very beautiful. And I know about that statue because it, they have a picture of it inside the book. And it also tells you about Blackbeard. I had no idea he was actually even real. So ancient Egypt is a really interesting one as well because some of the stories that we know about we think about Boudicca there's lots of writings about what she did and in the same way there's some writings about Blackbeard that shows he's real and equally there are lots of hieroglyphs and ancient tombs that tell us about the Egyptians so we know that some of those stories are real and when we look back in history it's about how many pieces of evidence can we find you're absolutely right there's there may be a book written about this person but that doesn't mean it's real we then have to find other sources of information um, and that's particularly important on the internet because you can read things on the internet and just think oh yeah that's real but we haven't checked it we haven't checked it in books or in records or in libraries to make sure that actually it is true that book is actually very cool because it says if it was real or not it had like a spirit a speech mucking says yes or no. In there's a section of King Arthur where when it tells you about King Arthur. So first it says they there's two there's a picture of two people who think they're king who think they're author. And one of them is a knight and the other is a king. And they they think that maybe it's the same King Arthur and they were just brought up in different times yeah maybe, maybe and um it doesn't say yes or no it says maybe it says no but maybe yes no but maybe yes and i think that's probably true of a lot of the early history as well i know that arlo certainly likes all of the greek myths doesn't he um and the reason they're they're called myths is because there's these mythological stories but are they based in some fact is there something that's true about them and we're still researching a lot of those different things and in um, a few podcasts uh, time we're going to be talking to some um, children about unicorns and about whether unicorns are real or not because they've been documented by some people in Greece as real animals but there's never been any fossils found of them so are they real or are they not um, we're still we're still trying to find out aren't we we because most humans have found out about the dinosaurs so yeah I think it was only quite recently that they found out that most all dinosaurs had feathers yeah that was quite a recent discovery and actually at the natural history museum at the moment they've got um the scale of the titanosaurus which is one of the largest dinosaurs and you can see the skeleton of the titanosaurus at the natural history museum at the moment um, and you know that kind of evidence is what we're looking for for a lot of those creatures that are mythological that maybe we don't know that exist but we've learned a lot recently about the dinosaurs in a museum there's like loads of stuffed animals and i am like i'm not watching this because i love <laughs> animals and i'm just like i hate this so you don't like the fact that that animals have been captured and and stuffed yes no that's fair enough that's fair enough well let's have us think then about what you might then be having if you're protecting animals for lunch so what does dream school lunch look like for you it's mostly the same as Ali because we both love one Chinese restaurant. Which Chinese restaurant? Well, we it isn't a Chinese. It's just a Chinese. Just a Chinese, so like a takeaway Chinese. 
Well, we have to quit or go to a restaurant. Okay, so you can do you can do either. What kind of things do you like to eat there? Our third cousins are just crazy. They don't know what duck, pa- duck pancakes are. <laughs> well, we've had. I do remember having the conversation with Arlo about duck pancakes, and he was not impressed with my mayonnaise story. We did then have that weekend duck pancakes in our house, and we did screw them up into little balls and eat them like Arlo does because we had to try it. Um, Good. I, I went back to the mayonnaise afterwards, though. I was not taking any of the plum sauce. So you like duck pancakes too? Yeah. Um, what about um, noodles? Do you like noodles? Yes. What kind of noodles do you like? Do you just like them with vegetables? Do you like them with chicken? We like them with, I think it might have been, wait, what were you talking about again? <laughs> Sorry, have your mind drifted off to the Chinese restaurant? Are you thinking about your tummy <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> so we were talking about what you like on your noodles. Are they noodles with vegetables going through them, with chicken going through them, with prawns They're going usually, through them? usually um, vegetables and chicken nice, yeah. i always take out the vegetables i don't like i lo- i don't like chinese food being destroyed by vegetables <laughs> you see chinese food as being destroyed by vegetables yes wow um do you like vegetables anyway well i like sweet corn but yeah. you don't usually get that in chinese not food. really no <laughs> no any other vegetables you like mm, i'm not a fan of that many other things okay. i will i'll eat them all but not kind of vegetable. It, it's it grows as you grow, so your 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 taste buds change, your palate changes, but also the number of things you're going to try changes. So at the moment, my youngest son he'll have carrots, but he'll only have carrots that are raw. He won't have them cooked. Whereas my eldest son will quite happily eat cooked carrots and peas and sweet corn, and it really develops as you broccoli. It develops as you get older. Um, what about sesame prawn on toast? Do you like that? I love it. Like, <laughs> who wouldn't like it? Do you like it on its own or do you put a bit of ketchup on it? No ketchup. No ketchup. See, that's the thing. I have to have ketchup on my sesame prawn toast. Is that bad? For us, it's bad. We haven't even tried it because we don't like it. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm probably never coming to your house for Chinese because you will not let me put mayonnaise on the duck pancakes and you won't let me put ketchup on the sesame prawn on toast. Yes. What about the chicken balls? Have you tried the chicken balls or the pork balls? Chicken balls... They're like they're little balls of batter, and they've got a little bit of chicken or pork in them. No, no. but we've. I have heard of dim sum, and my life has mm. changed. Your life has changed. I love it. It's, it's basically this wrap, and it's got prawn inside. And only a few weekends ago, um, did I find out that in some um Japanese soup, um, there are like these these dim sum prawn dim sum, and I just found out. I absolutely love it. It's good. It's great. It's really good. My sister used to live in Tokyo uh, many years ago. And uh, it is, yeah, Japanese food is amazing. She lived in Hong Kong as well. And Chinese food there is just just fantastic. Um, You've made a good choice. Is there anything else apart from Chinese food that you're going to be putting in the lunchtime menu of Dream School? Yes, because my cousin, like Arlo says, I don't know if she likes them or doesn't like them now because last time she liked them and then she didn't like them and four pizzas are the same. Like, she oh, first she didn't like it at all and then she only ate the crunch and then she only ate the pizza and then she only <laughs> ate the crunch and then she only ate the pizza and then finally we got her to eat the whole thing. Wow. It takes, take, takes time for some people. Yeah, I used to... Um I like to take the topping off my pizza so I'm just left with the pizza base. So I'll eat the topping first and then the pizza base. Sometimes that accidentally happens, I cry. 
I do not like yeah. it. Yeah. Like, cry in my head, I don't cry out loud. Yeah, you don't cry out loud. you still got pizza. It's not a bad thing. Um, I heard you were a big fan of mashed potato. Is that true? I'm not a big fan of it, but it's for people who don't like it. Oh, okay. So if they don't like the Chinese food, they can have mashed potato. Yeah. Have you heard of the volcano? The volcano. Okay. So the volcano is what my mum used to do when I was your age um, to make me mashed potato. She would pile it up on the plate into the shape of a volcano. She would then get some sausages and cut them lengthways and lay them against the volcano. And then she would get some beans and pour the beans on top of the volcano so it looked like lava running down it. And it was called the volcano. I might try that. It's really good. It's really good, particularly if, and I don't want to keep going back to it, but if before you do anything, when you've got your mashed potato, if you scoop out a little, little hole and put a little bit of ketchup in the middle, then sometimes when you're eating it, the different shade of red comes out in the middle of the, the volcano. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, um, I think probably after we've eaten all of that Chinese food and um, mashed potato, if we don't like our Chinese food, we better do some exercise. It's time for PE. So PE, generally speaking, um, what are we going to be doing for PE at Dream School? Hmm, I would probably say dodgeball. Dodgeball. You like dodgeball. Why is dodgeball so cool? Because the last time I played it, I was the last remaining. <laughs> also, I'm, I think I'm quite good at dodging. I'm not good at dodging skateboards, though. Okay. Is there anybody that's going to teach you dodgeball? Are we bringing anybody special in to teach you dodgeball? Yes. Who are we bringing in? Someone who'd never played dodgeball before. Great. Well, I don't know if he's Ed or he or she has ever played dodgeball. Okay. Is there um anybody who you'd like to be thrown in the... It's not a person. It's not a person? <laughs> it's a character? No. It's an animal? Yes. Okay. Which animal are we bringing back? It's a deer. A deer. A normal deer. Or just a normal deer. So we're going to play dodgeball against deer. It's deer dodgeball. No, the deer's going to teach us dodgeball. Oh, the deer's going to teach us dodgeball. So it's deer dodgeball taught by the deer. Yeah. Okay, I've got a question for you. Um, without opposable thumbs, how is the deer picking up the dodgeball? Or is she it, stands on it. She stands on it, kicks it. Well, she would usually just let it go through her legs. Nice. And then she would either turn around, and she would kick it to to throw it, and and or she would pick it up with her antlers and throw. It. She's she's got to be amazing at dodgeball because she's at an immediate disadvantage. Like when I play dodgeball, I've just got two legs that people have got to aim at. She's got four, so she must be really nimble and swift at moving. Because if she's great at dodgeball, she'd never get hit. She is great at dodgeball because she can just dodge by like. Opening her legs a bit wider yeah. and or turning around sideways so it goes through and to, and she would just like scoop it up with her and then throw it and she would just be good. She sounds great. She sounds amazing. I can't imagine another animal um, that would be quite as nimble or as swift as a as a four legged deer. Um, I don't imagine an elephant would be very good at dodgeball. <laughs> no. It's gonna take them a time to move, isn't it? And I wouldn't want to be a centipede for a couple of reasons. Um, there's a lot of legs to aim at and it would take forever for them to get their shoes on. And also, they're so small and delicate that they would just get hit and, you know. <laughs> they get crushed by the dodgeball. That's really sad. We don't want to do that because we're trying to protect our wildlife. Uh, if, also trying to protect our teacher. Oh, our teacher as well, of course. If we could have anybody on our team, 
anybody, whether they're famous or not, um, who would you like to play dodgeball with? Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think King Charles III would be any good at dodgeball? I don't know. I've never seen him play dodgeball. All right. Well, I feel like dodgeball is a great thing. I like the idea of dear dodgeball. It's very innovative, very clever. Um, let's finish our day at Dream School with our club. Clubs are always a great way to end the day because it feels like you're not in lessons, you're doing something fun. So what at Dream School can we do as our after-school club? Well, it's actually a real after-school club anyway because I love it. What do you love? Skateboarding! Yes, skateboarding club. Skateboarding is, of course, new to Anson this year, isn't it? Um, we've got around 20 children in our skateboarding club at the moment. Um, why did you want it to be at Dream School? Because it's just... A really good sport and you can never do without a skateboard. And also, there's so many things you can do with it. Like, you can just, you can go on it properly, you can sit on it and have fun, and you can go on your tummy, go on your back. Well, your back is kind of painful, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can still do it. And how are you getting on it with your skateboarding? Well, I'm getting more confident, and... But my favourite thing, of course, is going on my bum. <laughs> just moving it along on your bottom in fact i'm sure when i got into work this morning i came through breakfast club and i thought oh poppy's shrunk and then i realized you were just sitting on your skateboard <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <I was laughs> just rocking backwards and forwards on your skateboard um, what's your top tip for skateboarding what's the biggest thing you've learned so well, far well actually i haven't learned it from any of the teachers oh what is it though? What's i have learned it from the people on the road oh okay there's there's just a bunch there's a few kids on our road, which are just our friends, and they are amazing at skateboarding. They always just go on the road and start skateboarding with us. And um, also, they are perfect, just perfect at being fast. Oh, okay. And they, and one of them is just so good at doing tricks. Like he can do a one eighty, a three sixty. I think he'd been trying to do like. The one where you jump and it flips around on you and oh, then wow. you jump. Right. Is that why you wanted to take up skateboarding? Because you'd seen them doing it? Yes, I have seen them being so great and then I grabbed the skateboarder and then I... And you thought, I'd like to do that. Yes. That's a good thing. So I just keep practicing with them. They just... Also, the best thing is, they think I'm really cute. They give me they give me extra tips. There you go. It's, it's always nice, isn't it, when they when they they look after you and they try and give you all these extra tips and help. I've never been able to skateboard. I think I'd like to try. Do you think I'm too old to learn? No, That's because very most people, when they only just start skateboarding and they're an adult, usually like my dad, they usually just get both feet on and the skateboard stops. Okay. So you have to do quite big pushes. And it might help me reach the top shelf, I suppose. I guess. All right, that's been amazing. Um, let's recap your day then. So you are beginning your dream school day dressed in whatever you want. You're then going to spend some time reading some favourite stories um, with other people, um, sharing them with people in our group. Your break time is going to be set on that perfect Greek beach. Boudicca is going to come back and teach us how to fight for what we believe in. Um, and then we're going to have a lunch of Chinese food, uh, mashed potatoes if you don't like Chinese food. We're going to play dodgeball in the afternoon with a deer as our teacher. 
And then we're going to end up the day um, finishing up with some skateboarding. It's a wonderful day at Dream School, Poppy. Um, I love the mix of different storytelling that you have in the day, from the real life of Boudicca to the um, picture books and horrid Henry books of your younger days. Did you enjoy creating your Dream School? Yes, but then a part we haven't done. Oh, tell me, what haven't we done? In Britain, the the um skateboarding and dodgeball you have a section a really small section where you just think up a show on with like as many people as you like but you can choose it from any year you like great and you just and then you guys go in front of the whole school and then perform and that because then you'd have a load of performances. Because there'd only be a few people from each school, from each um, class, or each um, in the school. Yeah, that's so a really lovely idea. So, any. so before the end of the day, so we finish our PE lesson. So the day always closes with a show of some kind before we start our clubs. Yes. That's really really lovely idea. But you basically have a load and load of hours because time suddenly just stops. And then you just get to practice, 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 practice. But um, yourself can um, pause time and everyone's watching you. And then you can, and then somebody else can re-pause time and then carry on practicing. I love that idea. That's a great idea and a great way of pausing time so that we can do the things we love to do. And on that note, we're going to close your dream school. So that was Poppy's dream school. Um, I'm going to take the headphones off now, pop a helmet on instead, so I can skateboard back to Anson. Join us next time for another fun-packed episode of Dream School. <laughs> <laughs>